Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Season four, episode four. I'm your host, Jazz Wilson, and things are a little different today. It's just me, but I have a awesome interview for you from our friend over at Ticket Source, the founder, Simon. So here it is for you. Hello, hello, Amdram fam. Have I got a treat for you today? I have an interview with the one and only Simon Wilshire of Ticket Source. Hello, Simon. Hello there, Jazz. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? Good. Yes. Keep good. Well. Good. 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 I'm very excited for this. It's it's been a long time coming. <laughs> it has. Hasn't it? Yes. It has. Yeah. Of a line. <laughs> Finally. What? <laughs> All the all the planets have aligned and the, we're we're there and ready. So, Simon, firstly, welcome to It's All Act podcast. Um, please tell us a bit about yourself, uh, your background, where where you started, uh, a little bit from your childhood, how it come about. Um, yeah, how the, what, how the childhood you. came about. <laughs> um, how you came um, to be where you are now, kind of just yeah, a, it's, a quick timeline. It's, it's, it's interesting. So, um, yeah, we. Um, you know, my background is is in software development, um, but my passion has always been for amateur theatre. And, you know, I started that at quite a young age, um, getting involved in local Cardiff societies. And, you know, the idea of, of perhaps ticket source as a, as a business came about out of my involvement in amateur theatre. So I was involved with a group in Cardiff called Rats about uh, 16 years ago, still perform with them to this day. And awesome. um, it, it, it was a case of, you know, it's a lot of fun to do, um, but there was this there was, there was this role of the ticket secretary, which was a much maligned role. Nobody really wanted to do it. They'd turn up at rehearsal, they'd, they'd sell the tickets. And if you were lucky, you might catch them on the on the phone at home to reserve your tickets. Um, but it, it was a real pain and it was really holding back, I think, ticket sales for for that particular group, which I think was a common story across a lot of sort of smaller theatre groups at the time. And sort of, you know, I thought, well, perhaps there's an opportunity here with my my sort of day job in in software development, my passion here in in amateur theatre to bring the two together and and do something to help them out. Uh, and that's really where the idea of Ticket Source was born all those years ago. So um, we we put something together and the committee agreed to try it out on. I think it was a production of The Biograph Girl at the time, which is, you know, it was going to be a hard sell as a musical because a lot of people don't know of that particular show. Yeah. Um, but what we found was actually that ticket sales uh, off the back of, of, you know, trying out sort of making them available online for people to buy, you know, any other day and to go on and choose their tickets, choose their seats. Um, ticket sales for the show were actually up, um, which, you know, obviously was very good for the society because, you know, a lot of these societies are hand to mouth. They they do depend on the income from ticket sales, um, and and it sort of it sort of snowballed from there. Really, we didn't really push it as such. What we found is a lot of people involved in shows in societies tend to move around the groups in the local area, and they sort of took this idea with them. And before long, we found we had you know half a dozen or more groups in in the Cardiff area, and it spread from there through this word of mouth. Uh, that people started, you know, coming to us to, to to sell their tickets online. So the rest, as they say, is history. Wow, wow! And that was two thousand and four. Am I right? That was two thousand and four. So the, yeah, the business is now sixteen years old and has sort of diversified from there into everything from choirs and community cinemas, um, you know, comedy clubs, music festivals. 
but but at our core, you know, we are we are serving amateur theatre groups uh, the length and breadth of the country. Wow! Funny enough, uh, we got gifted tickets from a society, and as we signed in, I saw on their sheet it said ticket source in the bottom left hand corner. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing; we're everywhere now. You can't yeah. get away. From <laughs> Good. Good. Simon, what makes you different from other ticket sourcing companies? Um, do you know what? I think it's case the case of where, where we came from. So, you know, we're aware there are lots of competitors out there. There are a number of platforms nowadays where you can buy your tickets and sell your tickets online. Um, but a, a lot of those companies tend to be either sort of um, the sort of cold, hard corporate businesses, um, which, you know, don't have sort of much of a sort of approachability to them or they or they tend to be there's a lot of upstart companies that, that sort of you know appear one day just to make a quick buck and you know the at our core what we've always been about is is about you know amateur theatre understanding what it is to put on a show uh as as amateurs <laughs> yeah. um you know we try to encourage you know those people who, who come to work from us when we're looking at cvs we're looking for people who have an interest in in amateur theatre or gigs you know very sort of community-based uh, events, um, you know, for example, if we look at uh, recruiting a tech support person, we're not looking for someone with a computer degree. We're looking for someone who has either been involved in shows or put on a show or a gig so that they can empathize with the person at the end of the phone yeah. or, you know, at the end of the email. You know, they have an understanding as to what their pain and what their problem is when, when helping them out. Of course. Yeah. Everything that comes with the stress and strain of putting on a professional looking production with basically zero budget <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. yeah yeah and until until you've been there and done that kind of the, i don't find that there's anything else like it would you agree simon um certainly not that i've come across you know um you know we're aware of who our contemporaries are within within the market in terms of you know offering these solutions um but we like to think, you know, we are we are an honest business in in the sense that, you know, we we know where people are coming from when they're when they're selling tickets to these events and what they have to go through in order to do it, and you know how tight budgets can be, and and the fact that these people are volunteers, they're not paid to do these jobs, they're doing it out of the love of it, um, and we can align ourselves with that with that thinking. Yeah, yeah, wow, 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 kind of everything you talking about from a ticket aspect we kind of are trying to incorporate within um what we do here at uh it's all that podcast kind of um as as a whole like as a big picture kind of um from all aspects and it's awesome it's really good to know that you take people from a background of amateur theatre because I feel like sometimes it's overlooked or put in the shadows or or is kind of as soon as the word amateur is put into there um I feel it's got a, a stigma to it would you say that was that's I, I, true I, I'd, I'd agree with that and 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 having been part of it you know I've been sort of on the receiving end of that stigma as well and you know certainly in terms of when we're sort of trying to bring people on board there's a very fertile pool of very sort of friendly and gregarious people who, you know, are, are absolutely perfect for the, the type of jobs that we offer within the business. Uh, you know, they are, they are friendly, they are outgoing, they are generally interested and genuinely interested in, in other people. And at the end of the day, you know, whilst we are a technology business, 
um, you know, selling tickets for you know events and shows and concerts. It it it's a people thing. It's a people business. So you know, forget the technology. It's about dealing with people at the end of the day. And you know, the best people for dealing with people are are those who do shows because they are they're a, they're a social bunch. They're a social crowd. Uh, they're always very friendly and always very outgoing, and they are absolutely perfect for what we do. Good, good. Do you find that the the stigma's changing? Do you find that it's it's developing, evolving? Um, it's kind of losing that that attachment that's associated with the word amateur. I think so. I think so because over the years, you know, there there is so much competition within the amateur community. There are lots of amateur societies out there now who are thriving and doing very well. And I think that sort of friendly competitiveness within the amateur theatre sort of scene is is encouraging everyone to raise their games, you know. And it's such that, you know, the whole production values over the last 20 or 30 years that I've been doing it have, have raised significantly. And the lines between, you know, amateur and, and pro have really blurred over the years i think you know it's um it's it's you know it's really raised this game i would agree i would absolutely agree and it's it's lovely to see actually it's really nice to to watch that happen and occasionally you'll hear of somebody going to the west end who's kind of did an amdram production got scouted <laughs> got seen did an audition and kind of flourished and went all the way through so absolutely yeah you know and i've been involved in a very fertile sort of uh scene in in the cardiff area where you know i've, I've performed with uh, a very young charlotte church in a production of annie many years ago wow um and and perhaps more recently with with lucy jones who went on to do the x factor and represent uh the uk in the eurovision song contest and and recently did a stint uh in waitress in the west end um, yeah you know they're, they're they're great people and and it and this is such a fertile sort of ground for nurturing real talent which then naturally progresses on to 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 you know even bigger things yeah almost like a, a building block it is it, it is it's a springboard you know it's a springboard onto you know it realizes their talent there are a lot of good people working in amateur theater who really nurture and encourage this talent to come through um you know and it and it's lovely to you know when speaking to to either the likes of Lucy or, or Charlotte Church, that they never forget their roots either. They always come back. You know, they're always, you know, happy if you happen to go up to, say, the West End and they're in a show to do a little tour around backstage. You know, they never forget their roots. And 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 that's just the great and lovely thing about these people. Wow. Wow. That is lovely to hear that. That's that's really, uh, really comforting. Um, so what so you're still involved in amateur productions, Simon, right? Yes, I am. Yes. So yes. what have you done? What have you done? What have Go, I done yeah, really? what productions have you been involved well, well, in? Here's the thing, you know, I've done everything <laughs> over the years. I've, you know, I've done everything from performing to, you know, stage crew to, to uh, you know, having a directing. Um, there's, there's not much I haven't done in terms of, you know, musicals and shows and drama. There's not much I haven't done there either. So, I mean, most recently... Um, I was involved in a production of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. That was with Rats, the same group that first trialed uh, Ticket Source. So uh, I'm still with them. Wow. Uh, that, that took place last week. So, uh, and again, that's one that I've not ever been involved in. I've not done a production of that. It's always on a restricted license. They were able to get the license 
Um, so it was, it was good fun to play the part of um, naturally one of the brothers nice. in, in Joseph last week. That was a lot of fun. You know? Yeah. And, and, and for me, I just love being in the thick of it. I love being in the chorus or, you know, a part of the ensemble. Um, I think that's where the most fun is to be had because you're really sort of in amongst everybody else then. And that moment when you get to the band call and you're all there and you perform it with a band for the first time, there isn't a feeling like it. It's just great. It, it is. It is. Do you find that sometimes having uh, a leading role or cameo role isolates you ever so slightly uh, it, from the rest it, of the ensemble? I have to agree, Jazz. I do, honestly, I have to agree. I mean, people, different people feel differently about it. You know, mm. some people absolutely thrive on playing principal parts. Um, for me, I've, I've done that. I've also had, you know, hand in directing on a couple of productions. And, and I do find that, you know, for me personally, it, it is isolating. You know, you do find yourself, um, you know, probably not having quite as much fun as you do if you're in the thick of it with the chorus. And, and that, for me, is where I'm perfectly happy to be. Yeah, nice. I, I, I agree, actually. I agree. I do like <laughs> like the the lead. Well, actually, I say leading roles. More cameo roles, uh, the, the character parts get to... Um, be a bit more fun but yeah the the ensemble is absolutely where it is at so what's your favorite production that you've ever been in simon oh that's a good question because i'm (laughs) I'm actually going to go against what i just said there about being involved as in you know in in the chorus um i I actually got to um direct the welsh amateur premiere of uh the full monty um about 13 or 14 years ago and i absolutely loved it it was it was interesting because i did feel very much a part of that one. We went on a journey with the six guys, um, you know, as as you do the build up through the show, through rehearsals, it's almost like the show is reflecting the life of these characters because, you know, at some point you're going to have to do the rehearsal where you do that <laughs> final number where they have to do the striptease and strip down to nothing. <laughs> and do you know what? We, we did a closed rehearsal. So it's just myself, the choreographer and the six guys. And, and we took it off to a, a quiet room with nobody else around. And we said, right, guys, we're going to do this for the first time. We'll do Let It Go, the final number where you do the strip. And we did it. And they did it with such vigor. So they they, they ripped their, their trousers off at one point and threw, the, threw them at the air and, and smashed one of the light bulbs. <laughs> and that just... That was the that was the ice melter, you know. That was the icebreaker. Oh it was my. after that. It was fine. It was all good. <laughs> wow, that sounds like an event and a half. That <laughs> <laughs> people paid real money to see that. It was, it was it was it was a great production, and for me, that's that's probably my fondest uh, of memories. Yeah, I bet. I bet that. Uh, I bet the statistics for that was showing a a high female attendance. <laughs> so yes, that show it was, was it? <laughs> yeah, if, you look at the, if you look at the demographic for that particular audience of that particular show, yes, it was slightly skewed. Yes. <laughs> oh, not not surprising much, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not at all. Oh, wonderful. So that's your favourite production you've ever been in. What's the favourite mm. production you've ever seen, Simon? So it, so pick a, a West End production and then an Amdrak production. Oh, okay, right. So West End production, um, it's going to be something fairly recent. It's got to be Hamilton, I think. Uh, I saw that back about a year ago. Um, didn't really have any background on it before I went to see it, other than, other than there was a bit of a buzz about Hamilton itself. And came out of it and thought that it provided a real shot in the arm for musical theatre. It was a real sort of, you know, 
it really changed up a gear in terms of what it does and i really enjoyed that so i think that would be my west end uh sort of favorite over the of, of recent times okay uh in in terms of amateur theater um that's a good question because there's so much to choose from um i would have to probably go with um let me think um I'll pause for this. I mean, you might have to insert a pause here. That's all right. Um, there, is, there is so, honestly, there is so much to choose from. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to go with uh, a chorus line. A chorus I line. Think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a production I've been involved in as, as a performer and one that I've been to see. And um, I just think the whole show encapsulates the, the fears and doubts and insecurities of performers in general you know they 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 all they all they, they all want to be loved um but the reality is sometimes that you know they they've got these inner insecurities and i think the show exposes that beautifully uh in in the way it does it so yeah i'd, I'd go with chorus line i think for um for an amateur production wow so is that from rats did rats do that production or uh no that was another cardiff-based society so that was orbit theater who perform at the new theater in cardiff okay um so that was yeah that was uh, uh that was a slightly different group yeah oh nice really good do you get to see many productions many um drown productions I do, yeah, because I generally do maybe one or two productions a year that I'm involved in, mm -hmm. which means there's there's plenty of spare time then to go out and see what everybody else is doing. Um, so I'm looking forward to, in March, seeing a production of Betty Blue Eyes, which I actually know nothing about. Nice. And it's quite nice that I'm going into it blind, and, and I'm looking forward to seeing that for the first time in, in March. Um, there's another um, uh, festival which is coming up in the summer, which... Um, uh, we quick plug we do the ticketing forces the cardiff open air theater festival which is in july and august in cardiff um and let's say that's an open air festival so they're doing uh carousel this year so i'll look forward to seeing seeing that they often do very interesting interpretations of classics nice. uh still so be it'll be nice to see their spin on that this summer um so yeah try to sort of get along you know, whenever I hear of anything which tickles my fancy, yeah, uh, to go along and, and support and 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 you know just enjoy. Nice. It's nice to hear somebody else say that they quite enjoy going to watch a production blind. Actually, um, I find not many people like that. Enjoy that. They like to find out as much about it as possible, um, and then and then go and see it. And I I feel that kind of makes an assumption before you've even seen it would, would you say I think, I think so yeah I mean the parallel there is you know these days you know when you get new films coming out there are lots of spoilers around films before you go to see them and I think they are that they're spoilers um I think it's it's it really is nice sometimes to go into something blind not knowing anything about it and form your opinion um you know as you're going along you only ever see a show once for the first time so why not see it without any sort of preconceived notion as to what that show is and that that's that's just the way i like to do things i know yeah. other people are different <laughs> i agree um i'm i'm the same as you simon um yeah the less i know about it the better and i'll i'll make my judgment off of that production that i saw and that's kind of the one that will stick in my head and if i ever go and see another production of that it's it's kind of what i have the to base it on so, yes yes you've got yeah. your benchmark yeah. yeah exactly yeah yeah go <laughs> go from there <laughs> <laughs> 
so is amateur theatre your first love, Simon? Is that, is that your passion? Is that where this all stemmed from? It did all stem from this. And, and I think it's simply because I do love doing amateur theatre. I am passionate about it. I enjoy it. Um, but perhaps what a lot of people, especially outside of the scene, don't realise is, is, is how sociable it is as well. How many sort of lifelong friends you make from it. Um, you know, and everything that goes on around it, not just during the week of the show where you have your after show parties, um, but, you know, just collectively as a group, you know, you, you become great friends with, with these people along the way. So it, it's, it's, it's a lifestyle as much as anything else, um, you know, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you find it, it kind of takes over your life. <laughs> would it, you say <laughs> it, 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 it does you know i am i am a married person now and you know they um i have a wife who is very understanding shall we say because you know it it does you know um form quite a, a large part of my life it's, yeah um you know it, it, it's important to me and and um and it's always been there since i was you know quite young so i wouldn't have it any other way good good so your wife's not in into that industry that side of things she's not, at all she's not she's a ballet teacher so, oh okay I mean, she's, in, she's in the arts but um she she tends to shy away from uh, stepping onto stage oh fair enough uh the, <laughs> you, you and i sound very similar simon my war, wife is also a ballet teacher <laughs> oh really oh, yeah okay. yeah funny that. enough uh, um yeah but she she has done andram stuff um that's kind of how we met so right um yeah she enjoys enjoys the stage and stuff but yeah how funny is that how weird (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah a small world it is indeed um yeah that's awesome so what what else do you enjoy simon what else is your your passion do you have time to fit anything else in there's not a huge amount of time for everything (laughs) else between you know the business and running the business and you know and and amateur theater and having a, a young family that that's quite a full life and you know it's quite a, a sort of satisfying life so that that covers all the bases for me really it's you know it's it it, it, it is everything and that's um and, and and you know i'm quite happy with my lot in life good good that's good to hear it is really good to hear um so on this show we like to highlight people that wouldn't normally you wouldn't normally hear from see um wouldn't normally get that recognition so within the andram or amateur sphere as we like to call it um mm-hmm. who do you think would get in your eyes probably the the award for recognition but it's it goes unnoticed so um not necessarily performers uh i'm talking in front of house stage crew lighting sound like somebody who don't see usually in the background who who would you say um that's a good that's a good point so there is one specific person i have in mind again with this this group in in cardiff um who this is all stemmed from uh, she is uh the stage manager uh for for rats in cardiff named lucy chiplin and she has been with the group for about 20 years now and she works wonders in doing the set design for the stage so it's it's not the hugest space of uh, biggest of spaces you know the um the, the 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 stage itself is quite compact so it forces uh 
whenever Lucy's approached by a director to come up with a stage design to be quite creative, to sort of fit, you know, 25, 30 people in some cases for musicals on this stage. And she never ceases to come up with great ideas. And they're always different. Even over 20 years, you know, she's still coming up with new ideas and inspirational ideas for working in a very small space. And, you know, it is her set designs which bring the show to life and enable uh, us as the performers to to really showcase what we do on that stage. So um, I, I doff my cap to, to Lucy at Raps. Wow. Wow. Any any examples of something that you, you've looked at and gone, wow, that's the, like I never would have thought of that. That's that's completely transformed the whole the whole scene, the whole show. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's it's difficult on a stage like that. We've not got flies. So oh, okay. you, know, you have to be quite creative in how you cram a lot of scenes uh, into, you know, uh, a, a stage, a very small stage when you when you haven't got flies, we can fly cloths in and out. Yeah. So, um, you know, we had an example there, if I go back to the full Monty, which uh, we did there um, of, of rotating sets where you could literally, so she would literally rotate the set around um, and, and we would work in the, the, the scene change into the set change so that the thing just flowed seamlessly through from one scene to the next by rotating the set around uh, in, in quite a creative way. So that's, that's one example that, that comes to mind. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. And what do you think we could do to help amateur theatre? So we understand that from a ticketing point of view, your company is, is helping Amjam societies tenfold. Um, what else do you think, we could do as as an Amdram community as a whole um i i think you know it's it's making um you know everybody involved within the community because they might not necessarily be aware of it that amateur theater groups live and die by you know the bums on seats getting getting people in through the doors and i so i think it's it's everybody who's involved both sort of on the stage and backstage getting involved in in marketing these events getting awareness out there that these these shows are happening and and just getting bums on seats and encouraging people away from their their ipads and their sofas in the evening getting them out you know uh, out of that front door and and in front of some live performance some live entertainment and and sort of you know reinvigorating the whole scene awesome awesome um we talk a lot about theater etiquette on this show, Simon, uh, yes. <laughs> and how it's changed, how it's developed, how, how it's kind of grown with the times and, and the people that are, are coming to theatres now and the way that cinemas and theatres are, are presented. Sometimes the, the line there is, is blurred. Would you agree with that? Um, I think so. I think so. Um, I think, you know, it, it depends on who your audience is um, for any for any given production. Some tend to sort of um, almost intuitively uh, observe theatre etiquette better than others do. Um, but I think on, on the whole, you know, my experience has, has been that, you know, people come certainly to the productions and shows that I've done. I, I haven't seen, you know, any sort of drop in the quality of, of of sort of the audience um you know they're they're always respectful they always come along for a good time and you know they we 
the phones are put away, you know, and, and you've got them for that hour and a half or two hours. Uh, and, and you can feel that coming up, up onto the stage. You know, you know you've got them and, and that they're, in, they're living in that moment. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're within the show. And, yeah, I think that's, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm always pleasantly surprised when I do a show about how attentive uh, audiences are and how respectful they are of the performers on the stage these days. That's really good and really good to hear. Do you think that's due to the community audience that rats have created um, and you get the same people coming back? They they know the score when they bring people with them. They 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 tell them the score and and like follow by example. Do you think? I was going to say I was going to use the word following by example. <laughs> actually, yeah, I think I think that's exactly it. I think Rats in particular has, you know, a very strong um, patron base. They, they, they do have their, their repeat customers will come and see every single show. Um, you know, and I think they, they, they set the example then for others coming along. And hopefully by doing that, you know, um, when those people then go on to watch larger scale productions, you know, the provincial theatres or the West End, that they take that etiquette, that learned etiquette with them. It's good. It's good. So not only are we a, a building block for performers, now a building block for audience members. Like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> amazing, amazing. So going on talking more about Ticket Source, that has grown considerably over the last 16 years what's next where where do you want to go where do you want to take it what's what's the what's the big picture for it Simon? the big i think the big picture is you know things have scaled up dramatically over the past 16 years um and, and i'm thrilled at, at, at that growth um i think for me you know the ambition is is to continue to grow ticket source to to reach out to more um, amateur theatre groups, uh, little theatre guild venues and festivals and community cinemas, all of that, whilst maintaining that small company feel so that when people pick up the phone and talk to us, it's a friendly voice at the end of the phone. We get to know many, many, if not most of the, um, the organisations that use us. Um, you know, we know what shows they're doing. We know, you know, what, what particular difficulties or requirements that they have. And I'd like to think that as we continue to grow, we can maintain that small, friendly, uh, personable feel to the business. Oh, interesting. Uh, is there anything that would prevent that from happening? Can you see? I don't think so because that's the culture of the business. Okay. You know, it, it, it's it's that thing of when somebody comes in, they very quickly pick up the vibe of of our of our company, um, you know, and, and and they slot in and and they just fit right in and 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 sort of you know um, offer that same friendly behaviour that everybody else within the business does. So I, I'd like to think that you know, matter whether we off you know we we add another 10, 15, 20, 100 people to the company, that yeah. um, that culture is embedded of, of you know, being friendly, um, putting the event organiser, the amateur theatre groups first, um, you know, and really understanding them and, and nurturing them. Good, good. Do you feel that stems from Amdram? Like, that, like you were saying earlier, the society and community feel... Do you feel that that is then applied into a 
a, a company situation and then I, th I think so. I think there are parallels. You know, I think with Amdram, um, you know, people, it's a hobby. At the end of the day, for many people, it's a hobby. And if they don't enjoy going to rehearsals and they don't enjoy being part of that production because, you know, for whatever reason, there's, there's, there's a sense of bad feeling within the group, you know, that they're doing it for the wrong reasons, which I've never come across. It's always been warm and friendly. You know, you go along to rehearsals. And, you know, you might not have done a show for a couple of years and then somebody will come back to the group and it's like they've never been away. And and I sort of hopefully replicated that within within the business that, you know, it is warm and friendly because if people people see through things very, very easily and very, very quickly. And, you know, I like to think that, you know, we are that sort of we've got that same feeling of coming to a rehearsal and being openly welcomed and, you know, come along for a good time um that you know i think there are parallels there wow that's lovely to hear it was really really lovely to hear um what's next for you simon what's next <laughs> for me that's that's a good question actually um you know i would like to um just continue what i'm doing because i'm just having such a good time doing what i do you know um I, I've no sense of, yeah, of a, a need to stop doing what i'm doing there's a great life balance i enjoy I enjoy the work because I get to see so much of what other people are doing, you know, what shows are, what shows people are doing. Um, you know, we'll see shows popping up online and on, on the business and, and, and it's a case of, oh, right. Okay. That license has been released. Perhaps we could do that in our local society. Um, you know, there's a lot of crossover between my work life and my, my sort of personal life with my hobby. Um, I just like to carry on to what I'm doing for as long as I can. Good, good. Any dream roles you would like to play? Ooh, any dream <laughs> roles? Um, that's a good question, actually. Um, I think, um, again, going back to the full Monty, um, I'd like to play any one of those lead characters um, if I was strong enough to, to do it. I, it. It takes a really strong performer to play any of those lead roles in, in the full Monty. Um but if, if 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 talent were no object, then, then yeah, I think it'd be one of those characters from the full multi. Good, good. When you say strong, you mean physically strong, mentally strong, bit of both? I think I, I, I think you have to be fairly mentally strong to play the part because, I mean, you know, as, as a, a, a an actor in, in that particular show, you have to expose your vulnerabilities um, because they all they are all quite vulnerable men in that show. Um but I also mean strong in terms of, you know, performing, acting, singing. Um, you know, I, I possibly, you know, wouldn't maybe able to carry some of the songs that some of those guys have to sing in that show. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, anything you would like to direct in the future? Anything I'd like to direct? Oh. Um, yeah, there are a couple of shows actually on my wish list I would like to direct. I'd love to direct uh, Witches of Eastwick. Um, I've always sort of um, enjoyed that show. I've loved the thought of being able to, um, to, to <laughs> and this would be a challenge for Lucy Rats if we ever did there, is to actually fly the three witches. Or <laughs> <one of> <laughs> um, that would be an interesting challenge. Yeah, I bet. Um, so I, I'd, I'd love to have a crack at that. Um, what else? Um, you know, it, it, it shows that if they ever came up for, for amateur groups to do things like Wicked, yeah. Um, you, you know, I'd love to have a crack at, uh, at something like that. So, uh, how come Joseph became available for you? 
that was interesting. I'm not sure the exact because the, the the license is restricted on it, and mm -hmm. I know that there you know it was it was on in the West End last summer. It's going back into the West End again for the summer holidays this year. Yep. And we've actually seen on ticket source quite a number of um, groups actually getting the license for it. There's, mm -hmm. there, there's been that little sort of trend of of sort of Joseph coming on. Uh, and being performed over the last few months. So I, I, I wasn't on the committee when the decision was made to, to, to go for the license on that, but they did manage to get it somehow. Um, and I'm very pleased they did, because in a way it's, it's, it's been a full circle sort of show for me. It was the very first show that I ever saw. It was a school production uh, that was my sister was in. I went to see and I saw her up on stage and I thought, I don't want to be down here. I want to be up there. And that was, the, <laughs> that was actually the catalyst for me originally getting into doing shows. So in a way, having done Joseph last week on stage, it, it's, it's a full circle journey for me. Wow. So you say your sister was in productions. Does that mean it, it stems from the family, Simon? uh it, it does <laughs> my sister and myself and oh, okay. she, she's she's since stopped doing shows because she actually went into a life of theater she started working in front of house um uh, at a theater and and sort of the anti-social hours that came with that meant she actually stopped doing am, am, amateur theater um but she's still very supportive so the roles were reversed on this show she actually came to watch me on <laughs> like it like it very much so simon people that want to get in contact and are looking at using a, a ticket source for their ticket system, how can they get in touch? Uh, it's really straightforward. Um, you can come onto our website, which is www.ticketsource.co.uk. Uh, there's a simple sign-up form there, and you could literally be up and running and selling tickets for your uh, your shows or your events within five minutes. It's a completely self-service system, so you can list your events, list your tickets, your prices, your dates, your performances. Um, on top of that, if you do encounter any difficulties or or need a helping hand, then we're always more than happy to to talk you through it. Um, and if people don't want to talk on the phone, then we can do it through email. It's uh, yeah, we're always on hand to help out. You are indeed. I can absolutely vouch for that, Simon. Um, I've been speaking to Andrew and he has been very helpful and very friendly indeed. Um, you talking about earlier, keeping that uh, friendly Andram vibe within the company absolutely shines through, even if it is just through email, because uh, sometimes the the emotion gets gets lost. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it does. But um, yeah, I can I can definitely vouch for that and uh yeah put put your mind at ease with that please hear it yeah you you probably already know that <laughs> <laughs> oh so i hear through the grapevine simon that ticket source would like to branch out into america is that right uh yes that's right that's our sort of big plans for this year so um community theater as they like to refer to it in america um we're gonna have a crack at that um you know, it's it's sort of um, it's a different market to deal with. You know, that it's a lot more spread out than it is here, as I talked earlier on. Um, but, you know, a lot of our early growth came through word of mouth from people moving from group to group. Um, that's not going to be the case in America because they are just so, you know, so spread out over there. So it proves that, you know, that it's a different challenge trying to sort of crack America, if you like. Um, but we're up to the challenge and we're going to we're going to have a go. Definitely, definitely. So do you find there's as many groups? I mean, 
like broken down, obviously, ratio <laughs> landmass to group ratio. Uh, do you find there's as many in America? It seems to be a thriving community over there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. And um, although, although while I've said it's spread out, you know, it, it, it does tend to be focused and centered on, on, on the big sort of urbanizations over there. Um, but I, I, I think that, you know, there is as a big and thriving community as, as, as anything we see here in the UK. Yeah, because I don't know if you know, Simon, you may already know, but they have a amateur theater, well, they call it community theater, like you say, a community theater festival over there. Um, not something I've seen we do over here and an idea I would love to implement within the UK and have an amateur theater festival. I'm surprised that somebody like Noda hasn't done it already. Um, yeah, that's you... interesting to hear because I think that I, I think people would snap it up. I think people mm. would be well on board for it. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so yeah, maybe something in the future um, and maybe using ticket source to, to uh, be the ticket system for such an event um, absolutely would be an idea going. so <laughs> um yeah it's just something I, I came across obviously um doing all sorts of of research as you you probably do as well um yeah they have a, a community theater festival where groups come and showcase their shows whether they've done the show already or the show's coming up just kind of give like a, a 10 minute trailer as it were um, to to what they're what they're doing, and they travel kind of far and wide, really, because it, it being America and the landmass being being so large, um, yeah, they they really have to travel a, a good couple of hours to kind of get anywhere. So you yeah. have to think that we're more geographically disposed to 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 do that sort of thing. So yeah, yeah why not? Yeah, why not? So that's uh, an idea for the future, maybe. So yeah, just just to plant that seed. Absolutely. <laughs> Wonderful. Simon, thank you very much for your time. I know you are a, a very, very busy man. Um, please just just leave our listeners with, with one last thought for them about Amdram, Amdram community and the, the society. I think, you know, the, the best thing, the, the, the best sort of take out for me from amateur theatre is that, you know, it is community. And, you know, so many people come to it for different reasons but we're all in it together for the same reason, ultimately, which is to have a good time uh, to, you know, to make friends, lifelong friends in many cases. And at the end of the day, just to put on a damn good show. Wow. Wow. Spot on, Simon. Wonderful. Thank you very much for your time today. Really, really do appreciate that. Thank you, Thanks Simon. For having me. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. We hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did talking to Simon on that day. So due to unforeseen circumstances, this show is very different for you today. So no reversal rehearsal, no album, but things will resume back on our next episode. But just before I go... I need to say a special shout out to our friends in Liverpool who are doing a premiered production of Health and Safety. It is on the 28th and 29th of February, half seven with a half two on the Saturday. Tickets are £18 
and it looks great fun. So it is basically taking the mickey out of how crazy health and safety has gone these days. It is a premiere but written by David Spicer. It is at the Epstein Theatre. So if you are in the Liverpool area, please do go and support them. The box office number is 08448884411. Thank you for listening today, guys. And we shall see you on our next episode. Ah. At podcast.